Hi, Joanne Worley on Animal Radio. Hello. And please spay and neuter your pets. Be a responsible pet owner. As a matter of fact, spay and neuter your friend's pets also. Give it to them as a Christmas present. What a good idea. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Your dream team of experts here to answer your questions. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, is actually out in his car. What's he doing? You know, He's just checking on his dog. He'll be right back. Checking on his dogs. Make sure they're okay. And then, of course, uh, Dr. Debbie, how are you doing with the old tree there? You got the tree up? Yeah, we do. We sure do. Uh, we're trying our best to keep that uh, decorations under control. Every year it gets bigger. <laughs> you see, I used to just leave it up all year round. Now I am just a couple of days away from Christmas. And uh, I, I don't have the Hanukkah bush up yet. Oh, well. So what are you getting, Ashley? The the aspiring veterinarian. Yes. Oh, you know, I love to get girly gifts from my nieces and uh, nail polish, makeup, all that kind of stuff. So I kind of like to be the fun aunt like that. Oh, well, not a stethoscope or something, you know, <laughs> along the veterinary. Well, you know, I, I guess that would be the, probably the good ins- inspiration gift, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be very good. Coming up, Bobby's going to be talking about what's going on down under in Australia. They're feeling the uh, effects of our economic crisis here Ooh. in the U.S. And a lot of people losing their homes also have to go into rentals, apartment rentals, and a lot of apartments simply don't allow pets. So they're trying to change that down there. Bobby Hill has all the news. Vlade is on the way. Vinny Penn, animal communicator. Joy Turner is all the way uh, from Marley and me. Eric Dane uh, joining us. He's, of course, from uh, Grey's, Grey's Anatomy. Anatomy. Yes, Dr. Mark Sloan. Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't remember, but you <laughs> ladies seem to remember. Yes, he's a hottie. Uh, also on the show today, the director of Marley and me, David Frankel, joining us in a few minutes to tell us what it was like to uh, make the movie. It's going to be a big hit this year. I, it will be the blockbuster. We have your tickets. Advanced streaming tickets, that is, to go tonight and tomorrow night to check out the movie before it opens up in theaters on Christmas Day. It's all happening right here today. Joining us now, the director of Marley and Me, David Frankel. Hey, David. Hey, how are you guys? Very good. How are you doing? Great, thank you. Do you have any pets at home yourself? I have five dogs, all strays. Anything like Marley? They were all like Marley, sadly. <laughs> so, so this was... to admit it. It's life imitating... It's art imitating life, once again. Mm. Well, you put together a great cast for this, which includes uh, Alan Arkins also in there. A, a highlight with Dave Barry. Is he making a little bit of a, a debut? He has a, he has a very fleeting cameo, if you, if you watch really closely at the, um, uh, in the birthday party scene. Uh-huh. Uh, Dave Barry is holding a, holding a drink and, and singing Happy Birthday. I think a lot of people will see their lives up on the screen when they see the movie. It's it's uh, for me the movie is uh, is a celebrate. You know, it finds it's, it's it's an attempt to find the extraordinary in the ordinary. It's sort of celebrating everyday life. Okay. Now, in just a few minutes, we're going to have Eric Dane on. I got to tell you, I don't know what character he plays. I know he plays John's friend, but I don't see the name of the character anywhere. Character's name is Sebastian. Sebastian, make a note yeah. of that. Yeah. Okay, so I don't sound like a goofball. John's friend, and he's a very talented, ambitious journalist who uh, works with John at the Sun Sentinel in South Florida, and then goes on to a career at the New York Times. And it's he—he's he, uh, living the life that John thought he wanted, mm. and um, and so their paths uh, separate. He is—he's yeah, paths not taken. 
Mm. So it's, it's all a true story. Of course, we've had John on before, the uh, John, John Grogan. Grogan. Yes. Was he okay with having Owen Wilson play himself? <laughs> uh, I think he was okay, and I think that um, Jenny Grogan was more than okay with having Jen Anderson. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> well, it's all very exciting. It happens Christmas Day. We'll have your advanced screening passes in just a couple of minutes. David, I understand, and I don't know if you can talk about it, but there's, uh, I believe it's called Moneyball coming out? I am. I'm working on an adaptation of, uh, of uh, Michael Lewis. Uh, bestseller about the um, it's, a, it's about baseball the re- revolution in baseball that was uh, initiated by Billy Bean the general manager of the Oakland A's yeah, I understand Brad Pitt might be up in that uh, you know I've met with Brad about it that's you know that's as far as it's gotten and I would love for him to do it you do such good work Marley and me check it out December 25th in the theaters David Frankel joining us thank you have a great holiday you're listening to Animal Radio you can learn more at animalradio.com Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Clive Pierce from HGTV. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please, please remember to spay and neuter your pets. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just playing with the uh, the stunt chihuahua. I'm not driving her crazy. I'm just playing. You gotta gotta tease him a little bit, don't you? No. Nope. Now you gotta give her the toy. Okay. Here's the. Toy. Have we figured out what kind of dog she is yet? Have the DNA results back yet? Not yet. Any Where day are now. those results? Yeah. They're uh, they're supposed to be here, I guess, next week. And we've been told that we can't open the envelope until we go on the air. Ooh, so, very exciting. Suspense. I know. Of course, there's a lot of Monopoly money <laughs> up for grabs. The most oh, difficult right. part was to determine who was the father. Who's as, the father? As normal, it goes. Who's the dad? Yeah, <laughs> typical. Yeah, and of course, we know mom, or we believe mom was a deer head. What do they call that? Deer, a deer head chihuahua. It's not a recognized breed, but it's just a breed people call them, the way they're shaped with the long face and long legs. They look like a miniature deer. Very dainty. Yeah. Yes. Well, you're having as a opposed lot. to the apple head chihuahua. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. they're different. The yeah. apple head. Yeah, there's difference. Oh, I thought she was an apple head. No, no, she's a oh. deer. And, okay. bes- and besides chewing uh, Judy's fingers, that Chihuahua doesn't have any problems right now, behavior-wise. Yeah? Which is amazing. No, she's perfect. <laughs> it, it blows me away. Chihuahuas, and we see so many Chihuahuas now. It seems like everywhere you turn, somebody has a Chihuahua. Now, down at the clinic, are you seeing more Chihuahuas? Yeah, but we always see a lot of Chihuahuas. You know, I think the, the movies definitely brought a lot of more people interested in them, and hopefully they're adopting them. Now, here's the question. Marley and me coming out in just a few days. Is there going to be a whole thing for golden retrievers now? Is everyone going to go out and get a golden retriever? It's a Labrador, isn't it? Is it a Labrador? Yellow lab. Yes. yes. Yellow lab. Yellow yeah, lab. It's a lab. Oh, yellow lab. Lab, lab is the nuts. Well, I'll tell you, though, there's a lot of labs, there's a lot of labs at the uh, shelters that need homes. So if you're thinking of doing it, go to the shelter. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Let's go to the phones. You want to? What do we have Let's on the phone? It. I believe we had Nancy on the phone. Hi, Nancy. Hi there. How are you? Very well. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I think the difference is deer leg applehead. Oh, there, there, uh, there, there is a difference that you were talking about. Yes. Yes. A long-legged chihuahua is called a deer leg, and the applehead refers to the round 
round shape of the head. Okay. Oh, so this is a deer leg. She's got long She's legs. She's got really, long really legs. long legs. It looks funny, actually. Her <laughs> body is so much smaller than her legs. If you look at the standard for the Chihuahua breed that the AKC uh, um, promotes, is uh, the dog's body is slightly longer than the legs are. Mm. And so it makes it shorter. Where the deer leg has almost the same length of body as the leg is. Oh, that describes her. You know what? I think you should uh, be in on the pool here. The Chihu- Are you a big Chihuahua expert? <laughs> I I uh, I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but I've an expert, but I've had a lot of experience with them and uh I have several. So um Well, you know, Dr. Debbie's here. I understand one of them is not uh not feeling well? What's well, going no, on? Well, no, he feels fine. Uh, that's Marinci. He has, he's a, a an overly large chihuahua. He's neutered because he's not uh, a good breeding stock dog. Yeah, when you say overly large, how, how over, what is your... He's nine and three quarters pounds. Chihuahua, oh, purebred. That's not that big. <laughs> and that that's pretty good size. Uh, uh, six pounds is the optimum size. Uh, the small dogs, like the teacups, teacups is really a sales gimmick. Um, there really isn't anything that's specifically called teacup, except people use that to make little tiny dogs more saleable. But sure. little tiny and more dogs expensive are too. not really <laughs> yeah. good for breeding because... Uh, well, the males would have a problem reaching an appropriate female, and um, mm-hmm. and the females would have difficulty with birthing, and it could even be, uh, you know, disastrous for them. Um, oh, sure. So what's going on with your little baby, Nancy? Well, um, my large baby uh, ha- is a long coat. He's uh, a fawn-colored long coat with white markings, and... He's a love when you say his name, he'll roll over and present his belly for appropriate petting. But if you make the mistake of picking him up and you're wearing black or whatever color, it doesn't really matter, you'll end up with a lap full of hair. He's okay. a, a heavy shedder. And he has a long coat, so he has a lot of it to shed. And I have him on a special diet. Um, uh, called Weight and Stone from my, oh, that's a Royal Canaan breed um, of dog food that I get from my veterinarian. And okay. it's supposed to, because he's, I think he's overweight, but he's large too. For a Chihuahua, he's large. Sure. And, and is he having any problem with that hair? Do you see any patches, any hair loss? Is he scratchy? No, no it's uh, generally just hair loss. Uh, uh, immediate shedding, but you don't even have to touch him, but it's falling off. And it's, I'm constantly vacuuming um, their parlor, and they're my pet parlor, and um, uh, it's clogged up my refrigerator that's out there. Oh, uh, yeah. So I have to yeah, really that, keep after it. To uh, Yeah, get. that hair, you know, there, there's, there's no, uh, if everything is going good with his hair coat, we're not really seeing hair patches or we're not overly dry, you know, you're going through the, the, 
the sadness of dog hair constant shedding. And, yeah. and this is where people with like the Bichons and the poodles are going, ha, 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 that's why uh-huh. I have this dog. <laughs> so uh-huh. I don't have to deal with that. Uh-huh. So the short haired dogs, um, and even, you know, the long haired, um, you're going to have that constant turnover and uh, cycling of new hair growth and old hair falling out. And, and, you know, I don't know if in the situation you describe, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, we had more hair falling out when he was excited. Um, you know, that's a phenomenon we see here at the, the veterinary office. We see oh. nervous animals and they, I look down and the table's coated in hair well, and there is kind of a nervous he's so mellow that uh he and then i have another chihuahua that's not a purebred he's part poodle and his hair is actually longer than Marenzi's hair and he doesn't shed much at all but that mm-hmm. might be because he's part poodle yeah, that certainly could play a big role. And, you know, so the best, the best recommendations that I have for short hair dog um, pet owners um, is to really, we, we can't neglect that hair coat because it's, it doesn't require the same type of brushing that the long, really dense hair coats do. But you might want to make sure you use maybe a, sh- um, a shedding mitt, um, kind of like they use for cats or the little gloves. Those kind of processes where you're, you're doing some brushing techniques to help loosen that hair so it doesn't kind of fall out as much un, um, unanticipated, but you're always going to have that shedding, and you know the vacuum is going to be a necessary evil to battle this. Um, you know, I do like to give uh, fatty acid supplements to kind of help make sure the hair coat's in good shape and that we're not having a dryness factor. Um, but other than that, I think you're going to have to just uh, power up the Hoover and uh, deal with that doggy hair there. <laughs> this is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Give me a call at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Those wacky guys from Animal Radio are on the road again. We're broadcasting live from the Queen Mary in Long Beach, California. It's the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference, January 16th, 17th, and 18th. And I'm thinking you should be there. Learn the ins and outs of working with animals and make a great income doing it. If you can't be there live with us, listen in as it happens here on Animal Radio and learn more at PetSitters.org. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with broad spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido-friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. 
This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. Let NAPS help you achieve your dream of a financially rewarding and fun job by providing you with the education and tools you need by visiting www.petsitters.org. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And don't forget our dream team of experts, Vladdy, the world-famous Russian dog wizard present and accounted for. I'm here. Bobby Hill doing news. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vinnie Penn with just his slant on life. You know, I don't even... I think he's good friends with the boss here or something. Oh. He's funny. He's funny. 1-866-405-8405 if you want to talk to any of them. You know, this time of year, me personally, I'm having a lot of financial problems. I don't know about you, uh, Vladi, what's going on in your life, but the economic crisis is falling down from every level, and it's affecting all of us. And we're seeing in shelters animals actually being relinquished because owners can't or guardians can't keep them anymore. They can't afford to do that. Yes, and I see another problem is coming. Um, if before I deal just you know with the simple behavioral problems like pulling on the leash, barking, and so on. What kind of problems are you dealing with? Well, now? Right now, I still I'm dealing with the aggression, with uh, separation anxiety because the people don't have a financial. Uh, resources to train the dog properly before the bad things happening and bad things turn to the worse. And now when, you know, it's, as the last result, resort, they're looking for the help. But a couple of things I think through the, our conversation we can suggest to people to do maybe from the behavioral point of view, which would really, really prevent these bad things from happening. Okay, we'll talk about that in just a few minutes there. Of course, our pets read us when we're down and trying to figure out our money situations, and sometimes uh, they get depressed because we're depressed. We decided to get Dr. Line on the phone. He's going to talk about pet care on a budget, what you can cut, and what you should never cut, and creative ways to navigate economic challenges. I got my pen here, and hopefully I'm going to learn some tips here. Hi, Doc. How are you doing? Hi. Good, good. Let's get down to business. Right down, bottom line. What kind of things can we not cut out? Well, one thing I wouldn't cut out are vaccinations uh, because they're a great way to prevent problems from happening. Say, if you have a dog, um, you want to make sure they're vaccinated for things like parvovirus and distemper and rabies um, because those can be very devastating. Um, they can be fatal. They can be very expensive to treat. So, you know, you may think, well, I'm going to save 20 bucks, 30 bucks here by not getting this vaccination, but it could cost you $1,000 or more in terms of treatment costs if your pet comes down with one of those problems. Um, and in a similar vein, um, some of the preventives for things like heartworm are very important to keep up with because, again, it's very expensive and it can be very dangerous, very damaging for your animal to go through an infection with one of those kinds of parasites. Um, so, you know, keeping up with some of those routine preventive things may seem like, yeah, I'm spending money every month, but, you know, it's a good insurance policy, a good way to, to save over the lifetime of your pet. Uh, Dr. Debbie White is also with us. Doctor, how many cases would you say you see a year that involve heartworm and somebody who didn't properly either vaccinate or use preventative medicine? I'd say in my area here in Las Vegas, we don't have as much heartworm as a lot of the 
other areas of the country, but we do see a lot of parvo. We actually had very recently concern for a local outbreak of parvo because uh, a lot of folks were bypassing vaccinations and maybe not pursuing some of that preventative care. So, yeah, we've definitely had some big concerns. And I even had a lady who abandoned her dog at my office with, for parvo because she didn't have the finances and she just panicked. And uh, wow. you know, it's, it is a tough time. Now, Dr. Line, if we can't afford something like this, let's say these vaccinations are unaffordable to some of us now. What is our best tactic for dealing with that? In that case, you might look, like if you're on, say, limited income, um, you might check in your area for um, groups that provide low-cost services. Um, some shelters, some animal shelters will be able to provide veterinary care to people with a reduced income. And so, you know, say you know, you've been downsized and you don't have the money to, to pay for some of those kinds of things anymore, uh, you might check into some of the local humane organizations and shelters and see if they're able to assist you with that. Um, there are also some other simple things that you can do that mm-hmm. will help you know, prevent problems from coming on, you know, like exercising your pet, making sure that they stay in good shape, um, that they're not overweight. Um, you can do that by going out and taking them for a walk or taking them to a local park, and that's not really going to cost you anything other than time. But it can help prevent problems like diabetes, which is very common in cats and dogs, uh, arthritis or other joint-related issues can be worsened if a pet is overweight. So making sure they're in good, healthy condition as far as their weight goes can save you money, and it really doesn't cost you much of anything either. You always hear about these medicines that are supposed to help in weight control. I tend to prefer the simpler approach of just really monitoring how much your animal is eating. Animals are going to vary like people do, and so you know one size fits all in terms of the amount that they're fed isn't necessarily going to work. So you may have to tailor it to your individual dog or cat. But you know if you actually measure out how much they get each day in terms of cups of food, you can keep track of that, and you can weigh them regularly, you know, on your own scale at home, um, or by taking them into a veterinary clinic, and uh, you know just making sure that what they get is good quality pet food and not a lot of like treats and you know human food from the table and things like that can go a long way to keeping them in good shape. So important to remember that you can walk into Walmart, you can get that big bag of uh, cheap food, and you think you got a lot of food, but ultimately in the long run, it's it's trash food and it could cause problems that are going to be financially troublesome down the line, right? Right, right. And another thing along with that you want to pay attention to is the expiration dates. Like, you know, if you've got a small dog, you don't want to be buying like a 60-pound bag of food that you think, great, now I have a year's supply because, you know, the vitamins mm-hmm. may degrade over time. So you want to check, you know, there's going to be something printed on the bag or the can that says, you know, good until X date. And, you know, make sure that if you're buying in bulk, you're not buying too much so that it's going to go bad before you feed it. A good idea is to go in with a friend on something like that. If they have a small dog, go buy a big bag of expensive food and split it up. So Right, right. Band together during these hard times because it's pretty likely that your neighbors have in trouble too. Yeah, and 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 speaking of food, another thing you can do to help save money is pay attention to your pet's teeth because you know dental care is about as important in dogs and cats as it is in humans. And so, doing some simple things like you can get an inexpensive kind of finger cap sort of toothbrush designed for use with dogs, and you can you know use a few treats and things, make it kind of a game, and get your dog used to that sort of approach. And by regularly brushing your dog's teeth a bit, just with Again, the simple physical action with this little brush, um, that can help prevent buildup of tartar and, you know, other problems that you then are going to have to pay a lot of money to have your vet anesthetize the dog and clean the teeth thoroughly. So so the more you can prevent that from happening, again, by some inexpensive sorts of approaches, the better off you're going to be. Okay, we're going to put these tips and more at AnimalRadio.com. Dr. Scott Lyon joining us. Thank you so much. Sure. Thank you. Coming up. 
your advanced passes to Marley and me. This is a screening in theaters before it's in theaters. Of course, that's with Alwyn Wilson and Jennifer Aniston and Eric Dane, who's on the way. That's uh, that's kind of a 70s dance there, Bobby. Disco never went away. Even though we wanted it to. <laughs> you know, like everything else, it comes back around in a cycle. one 405 8405 It's Animal Radio. Everybody's in studio to answer your questions. Vlad is, uh, he's got his drink over there, and he's he's actually brought in, uh, what is that over there? What? This is the, my favorite, my, my, I think the best invention of whatever came on the market by name, Pet Convincer. Oh, it's that air blaster thing? You're yes. not going to use that on me, are you? No, I'm not going to do it, but I may use on your mistress or wife or whatever, Judy. Who's I, you know what? To, to the honest truth is I think she's just an intern here. I'm, okay. I'm not, she's, oh, no, she's, I'm, right. even, I'm a co-host. Nice. I've been demoted. <laughs> today, today I realized Jeez. that. Okay. You know, Hal, I'm pretty sure Judy and I can take you in a fair fight. <laughs> yes, you're, you're Right, so I'm going to zip-zip right now. What do you say about that? And you forgot to mention a couple of other members present in the studio. Uh, of course, we have uh, Ladybug, the Chihuahua half. We don't know what the other half is. We have the, the poll going on. Bobby, you say Boston Terrier. Uh, right, because Dr. of her cute little face. Yes, Dr. Debbie says Min Pinch. Vlade says Min Pinch. Uh, of course, I'm a Fox... Fox Terrier. And I'm uh, Rat Terrier. You're Rat Terrier. Yes, when are we going to get the results on that, by the Gosh, way? Gosh, you know it's going to be, I think, any day now. I'm just waiting. Okay, a lot of Monopoly money on the line there. And by raising <laughs> by raising your, your pet, you, you, I guess you you should uh, be the alpha. You have, have an alpha attitude, and I see today you are becoming like a king, king bitch in this house. Oh, I am the alpha. <laughs> Let me, uh, if there was any question about that. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hello, animal lovers. Vinny Penn, the party animal, back with you on Animal Radio. All right. So recently I did the tried and true horse and buggy ride for, I don't know, I'd say the seventh or eighth time in my life. I remember the first time I did the horse and buggy ride. Of course, it was in New York. And as a little boy, I mean, it was just a real coup for me. Maybe I was in a cowboy phase and I don't remember. I I don't know. I just, this animal was majestic to me. And just hearing it clop, clop, clop down New York streets was, was really something else to me. I mean, I mean, I literally vividly remember this. Well, it has not been memorable since. Even times when I took horse and buggy rides through Central Park with really good-looking girls, all snuggled under a blanket with me. Uh, One of the worst was when a girl just went on a tirade about how convinced she was that this animal was being mistreated. She could not enjoy this ride because she was certain the rider, as pleasant as he was and as prepared as he was to regale us with tales of New York City, she was sure was beating this horse. Or at the very least, the horse just wasn't happy with its present employment. I don't know. It ruined it for me. One, because I didn't, re- you know, I, I certainly wouldn't want to believe that to be true. I'm an animal lover, as all, all of you are who are tuned in here. And two, because I knew then that this wasn't really turning her on and nothing good was going to happen afterwards or what I'd really hoped for during uh, uh, and every other time since then, in a romantic sense, the, the woman's never really been all that taken by uh, the, the scenes or the horse rider or, or anything. Plus, the riders kind of never shut up. The most recent one was at uh, was in, in Mystic, Connecticut.
Connecticut uh, at a place called the Mystic Seaport, uh, for those of you who might be so interested. A lot of history there. Uh, it's really a beautiful part of Connecticut. And again, as I said, a lot of history and just uh, a, a day of fun to be had there. And what's really cool about the horse and buggy ride we did there was we went with my sister, my brother-in-law, uh, uh, the missus, and all of the kids. So he had four cousins. You, you know, you had two sets of cousins uh, on the ride. Um, my sister and my wife spent the entire ride uh, discussing where they would have dinner, even though we were 20 minutes out of lunch. They were already discussing, should we go? Should it be seafood? Do you think that the kids might want pizza? They spent the entire ride discussing what was next on the menu. My brother-in-law enjoyed it at the very least because he's a history buff. And as I've said, that that's, Mystic is just entrenched in history uh, and and. And so he was just taken by the woman who was ride, who was uh, giving us the tour at the little history lesson she was giving us. And little Joe was just this beautiful horse. And you knew he was being treated well. You know he's a part of the Mystic Seaport family. So I didn't have that hanging over my head. But when the most excitement it, it gleans from the children is them passing by one of little Joel's bowel movements from earlier in the day. You know that the horse and buggy ride is lost on today's youth. Vinny Penn, Animal Radio, Party Animal on Animal Radio, that is. Hi, this is Emmylou Harris on Animal Radio. Please stay new to your pet. Hi, this is Jamie Farr, and you're listening to the Animal Radio Network. And remember to spay and neuter your pets. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Everyone shivers in the bone-reaching cold weather of winter, and pets are no different. Here are some warning signs all owners need to watch for this winter. Veterinarians say animals shiver just like people do when it's cold, and that's the first danger sign to owners that the pet is too cold. Next, their hair stands on end. It's just like a goose bump. And vets warn that the next step, the most dangerous one, is impossible to see. The blood flow shifts to keep the vital organs warm. That's when frostbite begins attacking the tail and paws. Pets can also experience hypothermia. That's a drop in body temperature caused by exposure to the cold. Vets say the best advice, keep your pet inside when temperatures drop. Rescue groups in cold weather cities are anticipating an increase in caring for animals suffering from the cold this year. You can do your best and help out by dropping off blankets or cash to help pay vet bills at your local animal shelter. And down under, the economy is also taking its toll on homeowners and their pets. The Australian Veterinary Association, along with the RSPCA, asking landlords to drop the no pet clause in their rental policies. Both groups citing the health benefits of pet ownership and pointing out that it does not devalue property. The Australian group also points overseas to us right here as an example of acceptance of animals in rental properties. And somewhat sad news, the two-year-old polar bear who brought in over $6 million of extra income to the Berlin Zoo may be leaving soon. Newt, who was born at the zoo in 2006, graced the cover of Vanity Fair and become an international celebrity. But the original agreement says any offspring belongs to the New Munster Zoo. That's where Newt's father is from. Fans of the cuddly carnivore are urging the Berlin Zoo director to keep the cub in the capital. But the director was quoted in the Deutsche Welle News as saying, quote, We entered into a contract which stated the first surviving cub is owned by the New Munster Zoo, and that is Newt, end quote. 
I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And our dream team of experts, Vlade the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Dr. Debbie, Vinnie Penn, animal communicator Joy Turner. It's become a very big family now. It's hard to remember everybody's name. It's like if you can just sit down and remember everybody in your immediate family. <laughs> you know, it's like making an acceptance speech for the Emmy. You know they're going to leave somebody they're out. They're going to leave somebody yeah, out. As long as you uh, did not forget to say Vlade, I'm fine. Vlade, well, that's first. And, that you know, it's, it's sort of like Marley and me. They said, they being 20th Century Fox, they said when you talk about Marley and me, you got to mention Owen Wilson first before Jennifer Aniston. They work these things out ahead of time in the contracts and everything. Now, I have that same writer with Vlade. When I open my mouth, the first thing out has to be Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Now, you can't just say Vlade. Exactly. You can't say Vlade's on the way. You can't say the wizard's on the way. No, you, you gotta- cannot. You cannot. You have to really watch carefully what you're talking about because, you know, I'm representative from the great power in the world. So, you know, Vladimir Putin is watching. Well, now, if you'd like to meet Vlade, by the way, you can join us in Long Beach, the 16th through the 18th. Actually, I think we're broadcasting live on the 17th. All the details yes. at AnimalRadio.com. This is for the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, their conference. Now, if you're thinking, if you're one of those half a million people that have been laid off from work and you're thinking... Wow, it'd be fun to work with the animals. This is a good time to learn about working with the animals because you can make a lot of money doing that. They're calling right now to find out uh, <laughs> how they can work with the animals. I know here in radio, you have your uh, your dog. You bring your dog into work, Judy. Yes, I do, every day. We have actual animals in the studio that are studio animals. Vlade, of course, is around his animals all the time. It is, yes. And as a matter of fact, right now in my studio, we're having my German Shepherd, Mika, and uh, Shih Tzu. Uh, princess. princess. Hi, Princess. Oh, see, look at the thing. She's so cute. Oh, she really girl. is so cute. Good now, if you're not l- lucky enough to work with your animals, but you'd like to be in an environment like that, check out PetSitters.org or join us for the conference the 16th through the 18th in Long Beach. All the details at AnimalRadio.com. I believe we have another Judy on the phone. Hi, Judy. How are you doing? Hi. I'm doing great. Thank you. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from a little town in New Mexico, New Mexico called Thoreau. Should oh. be pronounced Thoreau. <laughs> that sounds very nice. Where is it near? Uh, well, it's we're about 100 miles from Albuquerque and uh, close to Gallup, New Mexico. What's going on today? Your animal's okay? Well, my animal is just fine. It's a little rescued dog that I have. Uh, I saw it in the neighborhood, and it was eating my compost pile, so... And it was just skin and bone, and so I I, uh, took it to the Humane Society and asked them if I could uh, rescue this dog and claim it for my own, and I just, I think she's an angel, that's why she has that name. Oh, how wonderful, wonderful. Is is she healthy? Is there something that I have with world-famous Russian dog wizard right here? Hi, Judy. Thank you so Hi. much for calling. I'm really enjoying uh, speaking with everyone who is calling to the show, and how can I help you? 
Well, um, I think she's perfect in every way except for the fact that she likes to chew on clothing mm. and towels and blankets, and she chews holes in, in, the, in cloth. She doesn't seem to bother polyester at all, but if it's cotton or something like mm-hmm. that, I, I make a little bed for her, and she chews it up, and uh, sure. I put a towel down the other day, one of my good towels, and she chewed holes in that. <laughs> Judy, how old is the pet? Well, I would say she's at least a year old. Okay. Somebody told me that if you look at their teeth, and her teeth look pretty good, so I, uh, um, they okay. said it doesn't have a lot of tartar or anything on it, so okay, I don't Judy. think she's real old. Let me help you out. Dogs chew the stuff uh, not because uh, they envy or something uh, in other behavior problems. Uh, it's just sometimes because they are the dogs, and the dogs need to have something to chew. So what I would like to you to do to give your dog something so she would love to chew, and I would like to limit the time unless you are there. So in other words, I would like to, uh, for a couple of weeks, to create the system in your home, which uh, that system consists of positions where you and your pet would be. I would like your pet be in, and you be in just three positions. Position number one, all this, all this under your supervision. Position number I'm two, sorry. all I'm this sorry. under your supervision. The dog needs to be under your supervision Let, at all oh, times. Okay. 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 You're speaking with the Russian accent now. No. Okay. okay. So <laughs> you have no right to speak with the Russian accent. Sorry it's just me. That. I'm a Russian dog wizard, not you. <laughs> okay. So uh, I just will put it in the plain English. Uh, whatever one of your eyes doing, second eye should be on the dog. You have to watch that puppy as the hunk. You know? As the hawk. As a hawk. Yeah. Hawk. Hawk, sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's position number one. Position number two. Uh, if you cannot watch your, your dog as a hawk, Judy, hawk, hawk, you need to put your puppy in the crate, okay? And position number three, you need to be with your puppy outside. Now, whatever the chewing will happen, will happen or when you're around inside of your house or when you're around when she's outside of your house or it's going to happen when she's in the crate, hopefully not. In other words, you will never be able to fix the problem if you never witness when the problem occur. Now, let's say if she's chewing in your present, you can momentarily correct it. Just simple correction. Cl- move forward, clap your hands, and make that sound. Ah! She stops it. You say, good girl, and uh, redirect her for something you would like her to chew. I would love to you maybe use nylon bones with natural flavor. I would put a little bit peanut butter on them so that it would have its own scent, an additional scent, which is peanut butter will create. I also would like to give your pet... Uh, some type of the marrow bone, marrow bone with the hole throughout, which you can fill up a little bit, you know, put inside peanut butter or creamy cheese and put in the freezer and after uh, have it always handy. Um, but, you know, when when you are not, she needs to be in the crate again with the toys you would love to, to her to chew. Bull sticks would be a great product for that. She could chew that. Uh, she can chew on bully, bull stick and create the habits to chew on the right things. In other words, you need to recondition your dog. Uh, the only you can recondition your dog uh, or the only way you can create the new habits if the old habits would not be practic- practicing. Practicing 
So, in other words, I would like you to monitor your pet uh, all the time. And when you're not, you put her in the crate and do it for a couple of weeks. And eventually, she will rid of these habits to chew their own stuff. It's as simple. Dog is the creature of habits. Uh, the only thing the dog does wrong or right because she could uh, perform the search and behavior it became the habits. Break the old habits, create the new habits by applying this method which I just described for you, Judy. Okay, that sounds great. Thank you so much for your calling and uh, please let everyone know so we are here on Animal Radio we are problem solvers we have a whole team of experts uh, headed with the hell and, uh, <laughs> and the Judy so she's now um, the pet expert too because she has a little chihuahua yes I'm a chihuahua expert a chihuahua well, no, expert almost. you know what I like you, you say this is the no spin dog training zone it is it is and the solutions are very simple straight to the point no spinning, no pretending, no just kissing and hugging. It's just we are telling the truth as it is. Uh, I just a quick question to you, Judy. When you when you loving, when you when you really would love to show to your pet how you love your pet, how you would call your pet in like nice way. I call my my dog's name is Mika. I call her Mikachka when I love her. How would you call your pet? Ladybug, ladybug, ladybug. Okay. Ladybug, I just keep saying over and over again. I don't have a lot of nicknames for her yet. Well, no, okay. Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. What, what do you call her? I What's call it? her Bozo, Bozo. sometimes. Okay. <laughs> I call her Spaz yeah. sometimes. Because she is sometimes. Yes. I think every pet owner has such, an, you know, such a nicknames when they really would love to show the love to the pets and they're using those nicknames. I'd love to hear people's nicknames. Yeah, I would love to people call us and let us know uh, what type of the names they're using to their pets uh-huh. when they love them. one 405 You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, this is Wendy, and Lucky Diamond is on my lap. Wendy Diamond from Greatest American Dog saying, I'm on Animal Radio. Don't forget... Stay new to your pets. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit redcross.org or petcentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about, www.safeguardfordogs.com. There it is. Hi, I'm Dawn. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. 
For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Remember, the advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And our dream team of experts, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, answering your dog behavior questions. Dr. Debbie with your vet medical questions. Vinnie Penn, Bobby Hill, Judy Francis, moi, Joey Turner, animal communicator. By the way, if you want to talk to her, we'd love to hear from you now at one 405 8405 we're all here present and accounted for. Some of us actually wrapping our presents now. I wait till the, uh, really the 11th hour to do my shopping. What about you, Doc? Uh, you don't want to get a present from me because that's usually a mess. <laughs> There's tape everywhere and dog hair, glue. Oh, yeah, the hair is always in the tape. You know it. <laughs> well, it's hard to use scotch tape when you have a pet. I'll tell you that right now. We have uh, Bob on the phone. Hey, Bob, how are you doing? Pretty good. How are you doing? Very good. Where are you? Uh. Hesperia, California. Oh, okay. That's is that near um, uh, Victorville. Victorville? Yes, right next to it. Yep. That's a hot place, huh? Oh, well, it's about fifty-three degrees. Fifty-three degrees right now. Okay. What's on your mind? What's going on with you? Well, I got a question. It's not important. It's not a behavioral problem. It's I'm just curious. I got a golden retriever, and he's about eight okay. months old. He likes to play soccer with a tennis ball, but he has to have something in his mouth when he does it. He He'll has to have up. something. Yeah, he'll pick up his tug rope or his little toy hot dog or whatever. He'll put it in his mouth, and then he'll take his tennis ball with his feet, and he'll bat it around for 20, 30 minutes. Interesting. All over the house. Yeah, and he only does it when he's got something in his mouth. You take something out of his mouth, he won't do it. So if you if you take him out to go play and uh, he doesn't have something in his mouth, will he play with that new object? Oh, yeah, he'll play with anything you take him out to play with. But he... He won't bat the ball around with his feet unless he's got something in his mouth. And I'm big curious, is that, is that a trait with them or something? Or? But, I mean, you've got such a strong retriever uh, instinct in these guys that, um, you know, for some of them, like such as my Labrador, he <laughs> drops things. Um, he may retrieve them, but he's really bad with uh, holding that in his mouth. Um, you know, you have a fellow there that has a, potentially a very good retrieving instinct and doesn't want to give up that object for the well, new object. Bring, well, he brings sticks and logs and everything else in the house and tries to. But because he, he has to have a tug rope or something in his mouth, so he'll, and that's the only time that he'll take a tennis ball and bat it around on the floor for 15, 20 minutes. That's cool. That is really neat. Um, I'd like to see that. Yeah, you should videotape that. Well, I, I'm thinking of doing that. I haven't just got around to do it. I'm going to do it. Do it. It's got he, just like he's playing soccer. He'll fall under the, the foot tool and he'll reach under there and bat it back out and he'll move all over the house. Mm, okay. Well, Bob, you're starting to cut out right now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go. But I think it's actually something that uh, you probably could use to your your advantage. And in this tough economic time, I'm thinking videotape it, <laughs> sending it into the world's funniest videos. Get a hundred dollars yeah. and a free T-shirt. Well, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> okay. Bob, Make a buck off it. Nothing to worry about, though, right? Normal. No, no. He's just, I think he's just enjoying that so much, and he's just got a strong retrieving instinct. Yeah. Kind of goofy looking. 
<laughs> okay. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you You're for your time today. Have a good one. Ladybug, the uh, stunt chihuahua, I know, actually, she tries to get everything she can in her mouth. She'll put two or three things in her mouth. Well, yeah, but her mouth is so little, she can't put very much in there. (sighs) But everything must go in her mouth. Yeah, she can only fit like one or two of my fingers at a time. Oh, well, that's good. Isn't that good, Doc? (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, it's better your fingers than mine. (laughs) 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is Greg Biffle on Animal Radio, and remember to spay the neuter your pets. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Don't forget your dream team of experts, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, answering your dog behavior questions. And Dr. Debbie, answering all your medical questions. And I believe Joy Turner, animal communicator, in just a few minutes. Now, Bobby, Bobby Hill, news director here at Animal Radio, just reported about a major box store chain that's selling animals from puppy mills. Mm. And, uh, you know, for, for you and me, Judy, we know immediately what a puppy mill is. Oh, yes. But then many people don't even know what a puppy mill is. We have our friend, uh, you know, I always get in trouble when I say this. I like to say old friend, but she's she's a young gal. <laughs> Do you know this from Animal Precinct, Animal Planet's Animal Precinct, which is now in its sixth season. Anne-Marie Lucas is joining us. Hi, Anne-Marie. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Good. Six seasons. Wow. It's been a long time. Yeah. You're having fun, though, right? Oh, absolutely. I was going to say, you're still cheery. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I really love getting up in the morning and coming to work. Unbelievably, it's it's horrible at lots of times what we see, but, you know, the passion is still there after. And I've been on this job for 13 years now. Let's get to the bottom of this whole puppy mill thing. A lot of our new listeners don't know what a puppy mill is. I mean, basically, a puppy mill is a large-scale, substandard, commercial dog breeding operation. Um, that means they, uh, these puppy millers, we call them, house uh, adult dogs, and their function in life to them is just to breed puppies over and over and over and over again. And those are the puppies that you see in the pet stores all across the country. Mm. And what people don't realize is that the parents of those puppies are living in horrid conditions. Um, they, they're overcrowded cages, filthy conditions, no veterinary care, no clean water, lack of food, no exercise, no socialization. It really just is for the benefit of the greed of these people who want to make as much money as they possibly can by selling puppies to pet stores. And so why why would a pet store even sell these kind of animals if they know the, the tainted background that they come from? That money. I mean, it's just a matter of, you know, they can... They, they can charge thousands of dollars for these puppies. You know, you think you're getting a healthy puppy when you have no idea what the parents look like, the health of the parents. Um, so you have no idea what quality of puppy that, that you're getting. The puppy could have lots of congenital defects, uh, medical conditions that you then, as the consumer, have to pay for for the next, you know, 12, 15 years of, of that puppy's life. Well, no, so, here's, a, here's another thing that I, I know happened. We get calls all the time, behavioral problems. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, puppy mill dogs that are stuffed in cages and don't learn how to go to the bathroom properly. Absolutely. They're not socialized, and also the parents, I mean, they're not taking any care. The breeders aren't taking any care as to breeding out aggression or any sort of uh, problems that the dog might have behaviorally. Um, if they're a resource guard or, or if, uh, it could be any issue that 
that real breeders and responsible breeders make sure that they breed um, for these instances. They don't want dogs that are aggressive or dogs that have issues. Um, they really take pride in breeding their dogs, and puppy millers take no pride. Um, it really is just a matter of mass producing as many puppies as possible. How do we figure out how to avoid puppy mill animals? Well, if they're in, a, if the puppies are in a pet store, yes. it, it's going to be a dog from a puppy mill. Okay, I mean, that's just a fact. Okay, if you are buying, no matter what that store owner says, oh, we use local breeders. Um, I know all the breeders. I go to the place and I get them myself. I pick out the puppies. That's trash. Now, with one, one caveat I want to mention, and because there may be some confusion, when you head over to like PetSmart or Petco on the weekend, the adoption agencies that they bring in, those are generally not puppy mill animals. Absolutely not. Those are rescue groups that, that come in, and PetSmart and Petco allow them to use the space to adopt out animals. PetSmart and Petco... Um, do not sell puppies and kittens. They sell small animals only. So if you um, walk so, into a store that has pets in a cage there five days a week, those are probably puppy mill animals? Yes. If they're selling puppies, um, there are puppy mill puppies. So true responsible breeders will not let a puppy store have their puppies? Never. They really care about where their puppies are going. They interview the, adopt, the uh, adoptive person or the person buying that puppy, and they also require that you spay and neuter that puppy as mm-hmm. well because they don't want bad breeding going on. They want to be able to control that because, um, you know, I know a lot of great breeders who really breed one breed, say they breed golden retrievers. Um, a puppy miller will breed 20 different breeds taking no care in any of those dogs and, and what they're like or their temperament or their medical condition. Um, so it really is just a, an industry of, of greed, and that's really unacceptable. Okay, what's the best way to get a pet? Oh, of course. Yes. Make pet adoption your first option. Yes. Go to your local animal shelter. If you, if you have your heart set on a purebred, go to a responsible breeder where you can actually go to them, to the location, and they will show you the mother and the father, where they're kept, how the puppies are raised. It really makes a big difference. And don't be confused about the Internet. Um, internet sales of puppies are just as, as, uh, as tough as a pet store because you don't know where those puppies are coming from. They Mm -hmm. might put beautiful ads with beautiful pictures of puppies. Um, You have no idea what the real condition of those places are. So be very cautious about buying puppies over the Internet. You should be able to go to the breeder um, and see what the dogs are living in, how they're living. But the the Internet's a great place, though, to find adoption agencies, right? Like PetFinder. Absolutely. And, you know, responsible people will interview you as a potential pet owner. I mean, Animal shelters, you know, there's breed um, breed rescue groups. Mm-hmm. You can find those on the Internet as well. You can go in your local paper. A lot of times people are um, giving up because they can't keep their pet anymore. And if you want a purebred, know this. One in four uh, dogs that enters a shelter is a purebred. Now, you, Judy, you found Ladybug through, uh, I think it was Pet Finder or Pets 911. Is yes. One of those two. And you actually drove down, and they really put you through a rigorous... <laughs> They're still calling you. They're actually still calling you. It's been, what, two months, three months? It's been uh, three months, and they still check up to make sure that I followed through with everything. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't easy. I didn't just go down there and pick her up. I really had to work it. Yeah, you, really- you couldn't even throw the animal radio card around. They really wanted to know the... uh 
Yeah. They weren't having it. Yeah. No. And you know, and that's the sign of a good rescue group or good breeder is that they care just as much as you do about the the puppy and its health and and everything that goes with being a pet owner. All great information. We'll uh, we'll paraphrase it up there at AnimalRadio.com. Anne Marie Lucas from An- Animal Planets. Animal Precinct. I always have trouble saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Anne-Marie, thank you so much for joining us again. Have a great holiday. Same to you. Thank you. This is Animal Radio Network. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405, celebrating our connection with our pets, doing a little Christmas shopping. I'm already doing that for the animals, and of course, I'll treat them better than I, uh, well, they'll all get better presents than my wife will get or any of my family will get. Yeah, you oh, usually don't get... more on them than I do. Of course. Uh, ah! now, how, much do you sp- how much do you spend? Like, just for the holiday, just for Christmas? It's not just my kitties, but I have friends who have kitties, so... Probably around fifty to seventy-five dollars, which is uh, a little conservative, and that's conservative this year, budget year. It is, yeah. Well, it is yeah. tough for all of us, and then we're going to make it a little easier. We have uh, tickets for you and the family to go see Bolt, as well as Marley and me. Not you particularly, Bobby, but actually Thanks you, the listener. Uh, that's all. Oh, it's way. a surprise! Yes. And if you're looking for some great ideas for presents for your animals. Uh, we have them listed at AnimalRadio.com. Plus, of course, remember, the the greatest gift you can give your animals is your time. Definitely. one 405 8405 That's a little schmaltzy there, isn't it, Bobby? You got real quiet. <laughs> but, you no, know, because you don't know. No. And here's what I was just thinking. I just wanted to remind people that not just giving for your pets, but the pets of people who don't have homes. There's a lot of organizations locally that are taking in donations for homeless shelters that actually accept pets as well. So that's why I got real quiet because I was thinking, you know, I need to remember to go and drop off some of those toys up at my local shelter for the guys that are that are currently not yet adopted. And give locally. All these shelters locally are getting inundated because of the foreclosures. A lot of people giving mm, up their absolutely. animals. Absolutely. And if you give and locally, they need not just food. Yeah, they need not just food and toys, but blankets, all kinds of things. And of course, you know those big organizations—they're great, they're good too. But they spend the first twenty dollars that you send them, they spend on sending you solicitations. If you give locally, these are the organizations that really need it. I'm sorry, we have uh, Larry on the phone. Hi, Larry. Hey, what's going on? Well, I'm just butting into your time here. <laughs> Not a problem. Listen, I want to tell you something. We've got three wonderful animals: two Maine Coon cats uh-huh. and Ooh. a Jack Russell Terrier. A lot of Maine Coon listeners today. Now, our Maine Coons, when they get up in the morning, they stretch. I mean, <laughs> both of them. I mean, they yawn and they stretch. And our Jack Russell does the same thing. He'll take his front legs. He'll stretch him out. Then he takes his back legs. Stretch him. He'll just come back and stretch out. Now, we were talking about this earlier because, of course, if your animals don't stretch, it's always good to get them into a routine to stretch them every morning, get those juices going. They'll actually live a longer, healthier life. Well, I think so, too. And we realized that the uh, studio chihuahua, Lady of the Studio oh, Stunt Chihuahua, you see, we like to stretch her, but she stretches on her own. <laughs> 
Yeah. And that should listen and pay attention to your animals. Look at that they stretch every single day, every time they wake up. We should be doing the same thing. In fact, when they stretch, you should be (laughs) stretching, too. Try to emulate the same moves they're doing, and you'll live a long, healthy life, too. You're (laughs) right. It's true. Larry, can I ask you, have you ever measured the length of your Maine Coon Cats? Oh, my like gosh. Like nose to the tip of the tail. Okay. They're huge. We've got uh, Wiley, who's the seven-year-old. He mm-hmm. is three feet. Wow. See? And he weighs later. about 14 pounds. <laughs> yep. And then we've got Tabby. He's five years old. And he's about two feet, not quite as big. Well, now, if you stretch a three-foot cat, that, uh, if you, I mean, you could essentially have a three-and-a-half-foot cat. cat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're awesome. And how big are their feet? Because they Maine Coon cats look like they're polydactyl, which oh, means having is, more than one this toe. Is, this is hysterical. <laughs> Wiley, the old one, his feet are pigeon-toed. Hmm. <laughs> how cute. Sorry, now, listen, Tabby, the young one, they go the other way. Oh, <laughs> they <laughs> toed out. <laughs> oh. Mm, how wonderful. Well, I want to actually send you one of these stretch books that we were talking about earlier, Stretch Your Dog Healthy. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, we'll put together a little holiday package I, for you. This little Jack Russell Terrier we've got is awesome. And we're so glad to have him in our family, too. Are they all there right now? Yeah. Okay, good, because I suggest you listen with the whole family. What we do is in the background, we have a very high-pitched signal. There's actually two shows going on, one at the uh, human audible level and then one at the dog level with a high-pitched noise. No, I'm not, I would never make this. This is technology, I'm telling you. You'll notice they have less fleas and less ticks, too, if they're a listener of Animal Radio. Oh, yeah. Thank you. It's Animal Radio, you lucky devil, you. 1-866-405-8405. The dream team of experts here, just before the holiday kicks in. We're sitting around. We're actually roasting chestnuts. Uh, Is that what we're roasting? It just sounds holiday-like if I say that. I think it's Jiffy Pop actually Jiffy in Pop. the kitchen, but hey, we can call it chestnuts. <laughs> we already had a session, training session with uh, Ladybug. Yes. Oh, yeah, training going on with yeah. Vladi, and Vladi, of course, will be helping you at one 405 8405 We'll go to the phones with that in just a second. Uh, are you getting a present for your animals? 68% buy their pets a Christmas, Kwanzaa, Ramadan, Hanukkah present. Yes, and actually, take their pets on vacation, 20% Take them on vacation. Wow. 37% of women, 18 to 49, will spend more than $100 on gifts for their pets. What about you, Doc? Are you spending more than $100? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely, <laughs> I top that, and uh, we've actually rented an RV. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be doing some traveling with that. Oh, okay. And Judy? Have you, are you spending more than $100 this year? I know things are tight for you. Things are a little tight, but yes, I am spending, let's just say, close to $100. I'm not going to go over that budget. Okay. Now, Vlade, we've got to stick together on this one. This next one, more than 1 in 10 women, 18 to 49, would choose to have the companionship of their favorite pet over another <laughs> human. You know what? You're a psychic. That's the only topic I would like to tell you. And this is a time of confession right now. And okay. I would like to tell you. Probably 90% of my female clients, uh-huh. uh, 90% told me secretly 
that that oh, are you are you ready, guy, to hear it? I'm I'm sitting okay, down. Guys, Five minutes okay. ago. Yes. Okay, okay. They said to me the only reason they adopted the pet or bought the new pet just to compensate lack of affection and love from their boyfriends or husbands. How sad it is, but this is what. Wow. This is the yeah, well, one in third say their pet owners, uh, pet owners, female pet owners say their favorite pet is their best listener. They sit and they listen. <laughs> that so, says a lot. I believe we have Hope on the phone. Hi, Hope. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? Is your best listener your pet? He is. He's the love of my life. His name is Jack, and I call him Jackadoodle. <laughs> Jackadoodle. Aww. Where do Where do you and Jackadoodle live? We live in Casa Grande, Arizona. What's going on with you today? Okay, well, um, Jack is a male, obviously, and he appears to have what I think is BPH. Um, I don't know, benign prosthetic hypertrophy. That's what I think anyway. I took him to the vet um, about a month and a half ago because he started urinating in the house, which he has never, ever done. Um, they put him on antibiotics for prostatitis. They wanted to do a biopsy, but I wasn't quite ready to do that. Um, that's my diagnosis. I don't know if I'm <laughs> on or not. Um, initially, I thought maybe he had a bladder infection or, or urinary tract infection, and that was negative. Um, so he was on antibiotics for about a month. And um, I really did not see any improvement. And uh, when he goes outside, his stream is strong, and then it gets weak. And then, um, I mean, he just does it multiple, multiple times a day. It's almost painful to watch because he just lifts his leg, and it's just drip, drip, drip. Oh, golly, yeah. So he basically kind of piddles out then when he's, he's urinating. Yes. And so he's he going multiple in multiple times a day. Okay. All righty. And is he, when he's having accidents in the house, did you say? Um, he was, which he has never done. He was trained. I mean, he was easily trained. Um, I have gotten a doggy door, and that has solved the problem of going in the house. Okay. All right. Now, I guess my first question for you is, um, is your is your older uh, fella there, is he neutered? Yes. He was neutered at six weeks. Okay. Well, the the story with benign prostatic hyperplasia is that that typically occurs in an unneutered male. And okay. that process is driven by the sex hormones, by that testosterone. It kind of feeds that prostate um, and makes that get larger and can occlude the urinary outflow. But if we've got a neutered male, the possibility of that happening is pretty unlikely because there's really not a source of testosterone um, that's in the body. So that really, it would make me concerned if we do have a big prostate and if they're actually feeling that and saying, hey, this is big, that we probably do need to go looking deeper into that prostate and, and get a sample of that. And there's some different ways to do that, either by a biopsy or kind of what they call a prostatic wash, um, where they take a sample with a urinary catheter. But I think that's going to really be the 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 next best step that you'll want to do, and, and that can be done with, you know, ultrasound. Um, um, so I don't know what kind of capabilities you have in your area there, but those would be definitely recommended. So, um, you know, the benign prostatic, prostatic hyperplasia, I don't know that I'm going to let that fit into the uh, diagnosis peg there, um, but for any of the unneutered males out there, um, yeah, definitely. We would definitely want to get them neutered to help bring down that prostate size pretty quickly. Okay. Um, when, and I would say... When they did a rectal on him, um, it was very painful for him. 
Was it? Oh, yeah. And, and that would be one of the characteristics. If the prostate is big, if it's painful, or if it's asymmetrical, and it's basically kind of like two lobes. So if um, if one side feels more unusual than the other side, any of those characteristics for a prostate problem in male dogs, I would definitely say that you know you're, you're going to want to move to that biopsy because um, as much as I'd want to wish it's nothing serious, you know it, it's it's certainly better to be proactive and, and to try to figure those steps out. And um, you know the prostate is definitely a place where infection does like to hide, but um, in an in a neutered male dog, we see less problems where infections kind of sit in the prostate. Um, but it can be a real big problem for male dogs that aren't neutered. Okay. So uh, I would definitely question, see. Please? Okay. Uh, um, do dogs get prostate cancer? Sure can. Yep. And um, that would be, unfortunately, one of my big concerns um, with, an, with an older fella. And with what you've described, I would definitely want to make sure we look into that. Um, there can be cysts. Um, I've had, oh, golly, a dog that had a cyst the size of a basketball off their prostate, and it wasn't cancerous, but it was something that needed to be dealt with. So um, I think one definitely... One of the things uh, that they found on his lab work that his liver enzymes were elevated as well, mm-hmm. which I Did they, kind of um, odd. Yeah, well, did they start with any, uh, did you get an ultrasound done? I did not, um, again, because the dog is 14 years old, and um, he doesn't appear to be uncomfortable or in any pain, um, so I, I didn't know how far I wanted to go. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't mean to sound insensitive, but um, he he really is traumatized by going to the vet, too. I mean, he's sure. a gentle, kind, wonderful dog until he goes to the vet. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a point where, you know, for every, you know, family and every pet owner that we we have to decide where, you know, how aggressive we do want to get for our own individual pets and, and if we're going for a diagnosis, a cure, or if we're going more palliatively and to try to make the pet comfortable. And for everyone and every pet, that situation and that line is very different. So, um, you know, there may be some things that we can do short of doing biopsies, um, you know, keeping them on antibiotics maybe some pain remedies if they're suspicious of some types of prostate tumors or growths. Um, sometimes we'll put pets on, um, you know, estrogen medicines, um, but it's not something that I would say is going to be a cure-all. So, um, you know, okay. I'd talk to your veterinarian and, and see because, you know, we might be able to find some happy ground in the middle there for, for you and for him. Right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Debbie. This has really been bothering me, so I want a second opinion. Okay. Well, my pleasure. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by AFS, real food for real pets. Visit AFS online at AnimalFood.com. Hi, I'm Vladi. Let me introduce to you the new concept to the real pet food, AFS. AFS is a true miracle meal. All natural ingredients, 100% complete and balanced. No artificial flavors, no coloring, no fillers, no gluten, and absolutely no preservatives. Discover what the magic of the real meat can do for your pet's health. Visit AnimalFood.com. Have you been dreaming of that special career that not only offers you great financial rewards, but is also really fun? You've found it. 
pet sitting is becoming one of the fastest growing home-based businesses in the country today. NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, can help you achieve that dream. NAPS will provide you with the education and tools you need just by visiting www.petsitters.org. That's NAPS at www.petsitters.org. Listen closely. That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. Other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. <sighs> There's six minutes of our life we'll never get back. Stop it, stop it. <laughs> Santa can hear you. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Don't forget our dream team of experts, Vlade the world-famous Russian dog wizard answering your dog behavior questions. Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions. I'm sorry, I can't see you now. I know. You're not where you should be. Judy, of course, answering just about any question. She'll, she's like a life consultant, is what she is. Uh, Bobby doing the news. Vinnie Penn coming up with... Uh, He's just the party animal around here. Real sarcastic guy. If you haven't heard it yet or checked out his new book, Guido's Greedo, go to Amazon.com. Sooner or later, he will drop Animal Radio. I don't need this anymore. It takes too much of my time because he will be a best-selling author. (laughs) So then we can all say we knew him then. We knew him then, and of course, he won't know us ever again. Uh, By the way, this uh, Chowwa... It's already start to working on you. Yeah, I see. You this kind is, of looks like fu- very funny right now. This is the drink that... Yeah, look at my fingers. Do you see light trails? <laughs> but yeah. keep oh. that away from me. It's a three hours effect. By the way, Bobby, yeah, I didn't... When you pass out, we will draw on you. I didn't know you had six fingers, Bobby. That's uh, that's intriguing cool. there. There you go. Chawa is the drink that you, were, uh, you gave me. It has uh, green tea, ginkgo, which we hear a lot about, the euphoria fruit. I'm not sure what the euphoria fruit is. A little worried about this. I should have looked at this before. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Shiitake mushroom, licorice. You should. You should have, what you kind should, of mushroom? <laughs> you should have looked at that before you tried. I gotta tell you. Now it's too late, baby. You don't have to drug test anytime soon, do you, Hal? Bobby, what do you got coming up in the news here? We are going to talk about something that hasn't been seen in the Cascade Range of the Washington State area since the 1930s, but they spotted it. I'll explain more coming up in the news. And by the way, I will be dropping off pictures of all the crazy cats in my hood. So you, so you are the cat lover, not the not the dog lover. I see. I'm sorry. Say it again, Vladi. Are you cat lover, dog lover, or what? Well, since my dog passed away, mm-hmm. I'm waiting until I'm financially more, you know, stable before I get a rescue dog. So now it's just the two cats. Oh. So I'm not a crazy cat lady. I think you have to have a minimum of twelve. <laughs> Before you qualify, am I right, Judy? Yeah, What's the I number to qualify? Yeah, you I have to have at least a dozen or a baker's dozen, thirteen. Yes, for guys it's less than that, though. If a guy has a couple oh, of cats. Guy. Yeah, then... there you go. Is this true? Red flag. Red flag. Oh yeah, yes. if a guy has three or four. That's that's over the edge for a guy. A lady can get We're away talk- with that. 
But right, uh, we're talking mother issues there. If exactly. It's a guy. Mm-hmm. Ladies in this country can't get away with the murder. Mm. So yeah. what's your point, Vladi? No, I'm just uh, saying like it's she, a she needs thing. to find a good man, <laughs> and she would be on her own on your feet very quickly. Did you hear that? What do you mean? <laughs> you can't be on your feet without a man? Uh, you know, she thought about some financial things and things like that. How this about is... you and Bobby? Oh, I forgot. You're a married man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you have someone in mind, you let me know. Yes, yes. I will definitely look around, <laughs> look around among my Russian friends. Oh, that's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> be careful what you wish for, Bobby. Now, you already, have a, you already have a stalker, don't you? Oh, I had a wonderful stalker, yeah. And actually, I have another crazy stalker that was stalking one of the other uh, DJs I work with at the KGB and now has decided to stalk me as well. So, mm. once again, in this business, you're not a hit until you have a stalker. Wow, there you go. You know what? You know, you're going to be laughing at me, guys. I have no idea what the stalker means. Oh, oh, you don't. Yeah, please stop talking that slang. All the time you play, I feel very vulnerable. Just tell me what it well, is. Well, it's not slang. It's so widely known. It's a term you probably but, even find it in the dictionary. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's Bobby. Explain a stalker, if you will. We, okay, I haven't it's, heard it's, in Michigan. Okay, go ahead. Vladi, uh, it, it's, it's like a fan that has gone way over the line, and, and you know the root word of fan is fanatic. Yes, dude. Uh. A stalker, and, and you can have so many different kinds. You can have a physical person following you because they're crazy, in yeah. love with you, which, mm-hmm. you know, that may or may not be a bad thing for you. Mm-hmm. And Or you can have You should use that to your advantage there, Bobby. <laughs> you get to meet some men. <laughs> I thought that's a, a scary, spooky Charles Manson <laughs> style. Yeah, thanks, Hal. Now, how would you like to meet Eric Dane from Marley and Me? No. Now you're talking. Now he's the one from. Uh, of course, he was in Grey's Anatomy. Doctor Mark Sloan. Doctor Mark yeah. Sloan, and he's in Marley and Me with uh, Owen uh, uh, Wilson. Owen, Owen Wilson, Wilson and Jennifer Aniston. He plays Sebastian, yeah. Owen's best friend. And he's coming up in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Was that too much male bashing? No, that was perfect. That was beautiful. It's like, oh, just enough. We like it. <laughs> yeah, we could go on and on, couldn't we? <laughs> really? We got more material, Hal. <laughs> Hi, Judith. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm fighting this New York traffic here. I drive an 18-wheeler, so... <laughs> oh, and you're in the city now? New York City? Yeah, well, I'm coming through. I'm on my way to New Hampshire. But, you know, it's an experience. <laughs> I do yeah. about every week. I don't envy you in, in the slightest there. That sounds like a tough drive. Oh, sometimes it can be even so stressful, but you just have to have a sense of humor with it and just kind of go with it. Well, you know who has a sense of humor, of course, is Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. He's in studio with us to help you with your problem. Hello, Judy. I hope so. I hope so, because I call her, her, and we have a little miniature dachshund named Molly, and I call her my little cat sister. (laughs) That stands for cute, adorable, precious, and sweet, but... Daisy, for some reason, she's you know a little over four and a half is getting, I don't know what what to do, and and I don't like the other people's theory and how to handle the situation with her. Well, now what's happening? What's ha- I don't understand. What's happening? I don't understand either. Okay, she will be five in in uh, April. Okay, and she's always been really good, but here in the last six to eight months. She has got to where she wants to chew on anything that's made of cardboard or gift bags. Those are the only two things that she will chew on. And we have to, I mean, it has to be kept up and out of the way. All the toys that I've got for her, and she has a toy box full. I'm not talking about a small toy box. She's got anything 
for a, a little doggy that Petco or PetSmart fell. Okay. <laughs> so she, so, 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 Judy, Judy, Judy. So you, your, your puppy, your dog is on the mission to destroy every possible toy in the world. You know, I'm, I'm meeting the dogs like that almost every week. So, uh, no sweat. You are with the Vladi, Russian dog wizard. Once you go Russian, any dog will stop fussing because uh, your dog is maybe not bad. He just need Vlad. Let me, let me fix that problem. So, what I would like you to understand first, the toys can, uh, uh, they come from three categories. Number one, play toy. Number two, chew toy. And number three, right. interactive toy. So, interactive I don't toys. Know what interactive. You don't know what interactive toys means. It means you, when the puppy is playing with those toys, something falling from that toys, like a delicious kibbles or cookies or something like that. Oh, like a Kong would be an interactive toy. It will be. It That's will be. Or another product by company Planet Dog would yes. be wonderful too. Uh, okay. So, but what I would like suggest you to do, I would like you kind of do two things at the same time. Number one, uh, we call it in my, in, uh, in my industry, uh, chew discriminative, discrimination or discriminative method. How say it properly in English? Uh, discrimination. Thank I, I've heard it's you a do bad it. Word. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It works. However you call it, it works. It works. Okay. So what we need to do, we need to convince your dog that chewing carbo, carbo, uh, how say it? Carbo? Cardboard is the bad idea, and chewing the right things is the good idea. So let's we make the cardboard be bad. How we can do this? We can apply simple things, maybe using some chew deterrent from the pet store, like bitter apple, fui, or we can be even more creative. We can put double stick tape, and then guess what the hell? Don't look at me like that. I'm okay. not saying anything bad, but I'm going. He always like look at me like KGB, and I'm going to and I'm going to pour like red or black pepper on that uh, double stick pepper. So double stick pepper on the cardboard, and we're gonna. Oh. You understand what I'm talking yes. about? Okay. That'll burn a tongue, won't it? I don't know. It's not gonna burn your pet. Trust me on that. You know. But what it's gonna do? Uh, it's gonna create a bad taste on your pet. But on another side, I would like to bring something positive and the good things to chew. Guess what, Judy? Let me tell you and everyone who is hearing right, right now us, the best thing and the safest safest stuff and the best thing for your puppy to chew and for the probably every dog to chew is Bull sticks. Uh, 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 here we go. <laughs> here, there you go. Uh, bull stick. How say properly English? Bull stick. Bull sticks. You know what the bull stick means? No. I, I don't know if I can say it on the air. Uh, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's a such. An, I will say I would be politically correct today. It is such a private part of the bull. So I'm not gonna tell you. I said this. It's just penis. Okay, it comes in different shapes, sizes, whatsoever. But but you know, it's a dry different, different shapes, huh? <laughs> Size does matter. Yes. Okay. But but I'm serious. That your dog will betray its Russian slang. Will betray its own mom for that type of the toy. <laughs> so you gotta get, you go to the good quality pet store and get that bullet stick and give it to your puppy and uh, use some chew deterrent. But by the way, bitter apple comes in the form of the gel. 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 So, okay. sorry for my accent. I, Is that what they give me when she had surgery to keep her from licking on her room? The vet gave me some kind of bitter stuff. It is good, too. And I'm going to tell you this. If nothing going to work, uh, Google the product by name Chugard. Chugard. That one is just... 
the even crazy Labrador retriever who can who can chew through everything, and they love that bitter apple. They hate that stuff. It's chew guard, very great product. So okay. spray that one and think what you don't want him to chew. Give him what you want him to chew, and enjoy your life. Now the, the important thing that Vlade is saying here is not only do make whatever they you don't want them chewing to taste bad, but also to give them an alternative of good things to chew. Yeah. You can't just tell them what not to chew. You got to give them good things to yeah. chew. Exactly. Thank you but for being your. You're so politically yeah. correct today, Hell. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It's nothing new, Judy, for you. It's just your f- famous American method about stick and carrot. That's what it is. Mm. Let the dog to decide. Put this one, which you don't want him to chew. Give your dog what you want him to chew. And the bull is stick, which is uh, dried bull penis, would be the best treats for your pet. And let your dog to decide. Hope that works for you, Judith. one 405 Drive care- carefully there through New York City. If you want to talk to Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, you can call us now. Dr. Debbie is also here. She's actually uh, refilling her coffee in the coffee. She drinks a lot of coffee. Hey, you noticed that? Yeah, well, I think she said it was so. It was like a Diet Coke or something. Either one has a lot of caffeine yeah. in it. Well, she's going to answer your questions best she can. Medical questions on the way. And Joy Turner Animal Communicator, they're all on the way right here on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is Ben Vereen on Animal Radio. Remember to spade and neuter your animal for a healthier and longer life. Those wacky guys from Animal Radio are on the road again. We're broadcasting live from the Queen Mary in Long Beach, California. It's the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters Conference, January 16th, 17th, and 18th. And I'm thinking you should be there. Learn the ins and outs of working with animals and make a great income doing it. If you can't be there live with us, listen in as it happens here on Animal Radio and learn more at PetSitters.org. Hi, this is Joy Behar on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pets. It's Animal Radio, one 405 8405 Your favorite segment, Bobby, is coming up. <laughs> Joy Turner. Is it all the tequila tasting? Oh, I was wrong. Of course it's Joy. <laughs> Joy Turner, animal communicator. Uh, we'll be talking to your pets. Now, she can do this whether they're... Uh, you know, here or pass to the other side. This woman's amazing. She can do this over the phone. Now, I know you you and me were a little bit skeptics. Judy loves I'm us. I'm a believer all the way. It makes the phones ring. I'll tell you that right now. And if you want to talk to Joy, one 405 8405 right now. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. The gray wolves haven't been seen by anyone in the Cascade Range of Washington since the 1930s. That is until now. A group of volunteers monitoring wildlife utilizing 43 tree-mounted cameras captured pictures of the elusive gray wolf along with elk, black bear, cougars, bobcats, and a lynx. The Cascade Citizen Wildlife Monitoring Project relies on cameras triggered by motion sensors and captured thousands of pictures of little seen and threatened wildlife over the past year. The lynx, the rarest cat species in the state, was once widespread but now numbers only a few dozen. All the information collected will be used for future land management decisions and as well as wildlife recovery. And in these harsh economic times, pet owners are going to be tempted to save money by buying cheaper or lower quality pet food. 
but vets caution that sacrificing nutritional quality to save money may actually cost pet owners in the long run. Less nutritional food could lead to poor immune health, less vibrant coats, and skin problems. The Moorhead North Carolina News Times offers pet owners five tips for keeping pets healthy and out of the vet office. Number one is good nutrition. Number two is give your pet a variety of foods to avoid development of food allergies. Number three, keep your pet clean. Good hygiene goes a long way. And number four, get regular vet checkups. Five, if your pet begins to exhibit signs of illness, don't wait. Get to the vet right away. Early diagnosis can reduce overall treatment costs. And have you ever thought of adopting a koala? Oh, yes, all the time. (laughs) Every day. But thank you. (laughs) You know, you can do it for less than 40 bucks. Really? I kid you not. The proceeds go to the koala hospital in Australia. The Adopt a Wild Koala program began 15 years ago at the world's only medical facility dedicated to caring for the marsupials. Here's what your 40 bucks gets you if you're an adoptive parent of these cute, cuddly little critters. Rescue, care, rehabilitation of the sick or injured koala. Release back into the wild along with preservation of habitat. And the adopters get a picture of the koala as well as the background story as to how it ended up at the hospital. An adoption certificate, way cool stickers, and information about the hospital. Volunteer Ann Walsh explains that rescued koalas are named after the area that they were found and the person who helped rescue them, hence the names Bonnie Fire, Kempsey, Carolina, and my favorite, West Haven Berry. That would make a great gift this time of year, too, to adopt. And you know what? For 40 bucks, and you don't actually have to, you know, get the koala itself. It's an adoption program in Australia, and it helps out a great call, cause. You don't have it's to worry. Koalas. You don't have to worry about them already having one. And you don't have to worry See? about koala poop, either. There you go. Thank you. There is always the upside. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution, with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. It's Animal Radio. Gotta speak quietly. The dog is finally getting to sleep there. Yes, and don't say her name because she wakes up when she hears it. L-A-D-Y-B-U-G. <laughs> she doesn't spell yet, does Not she? Not yet. <laughs> you gotta watch out because they learn to spell. Yes, they do. They're smart, I'll tell you. I think they're, you know what? I think animals are smarter than humans, and that's why they don't talk. <laughs> that's just my theory here. And Vlad, uh, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, joining us. And if you have a question for your uh, about dog behavior, well, this is the only guy you want to talk to. He'll help you with that. Uh, animal communicator Joy Turner is on the way. And uh, oh, Eric Dane from uh, Marley and Me. Oh, Grey's Anatomy for you ladies. <laughs> Dr. Mark Sloan, the hunk from Grey's Anatomy, joining us in just a few minutes. And we have John. Hey, John, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Very good. Where are you? I'm in Oklahoma. 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 What's going fine on? Day in, it's fine day in Oklahoma. A fine day in Oklahoma. That's actually their motto, isn't it? It's a <laughs> fine day in Oklahoma. Well, most of the time when it's not snowing. Oh, yeah. Do you got pets? You got animals? I, I do have a dog. Something about my dog. Now, what's going on with your dog? I have the dog right here. I've got a three-year-old lab, uh, really active, uh, 
The only thing is, when he does have an active day, he uh, tends to have a seizure, uh, you know, at the evening or or even during when he's doing his, you know, exercises or when he's hunting. Uh, And I've had a few people uh, that tell me uh, caro syrup in the water and, you know, stuff like that. But uh, I'm a new listener to y'all, and I just figured I'd call in and, and see what you guys had to say. Sure. Now, so he's actually active, and he's running, he's hunting, he's doing things when this happens? Well, yeah, a few times it's done it whenever he's been hunting, but uh, most of the time it's whenever we get back to the house and he kind of winds down, and, uh, you know, then you see him over there, and he's got that look in his face like, you know, something's happening, and uh, then, it, you know, it comes on, and, uh, you know, I just I just was going to see what y'all thought. Can you describe a little bit what he's doing when when he has these episodes? Is he twitching? Uh, Is he? He's not. He, he tenses up. You know, it's like his uh, claws come out. You know, and sometimes his old eyes just you know get real wide. And uh, at first, I didn't know what to do, so I just just let him go because you know I've heard uh, human wise, if you know if you see somebody having a seizure, you you know you you just let them go. Well, he would he would take off running and he would end up running into trees and stuff so i i you know stopped him from doing that and now i just oh, yeah. pretty much hold him and you know you know kind of comfort him you know it'll it'll take oh 30 seconds or so and then uh he might get over it and you know he'll start panting real heavy and drooling and uh, you know, then he'll be all right. You know, he knows something's happened, but he, he's all right then, you know. There's kind of two different ways of thinking here that I would go. And um, Labrador retrievers do have a different type of collapsing episode that can be completely different than a seizure. And right. they have a, a syndrome called exercise-induced collapse. And um, that can happen. And it, it doesn't always typically look like a seizure. If that syndrome happens, they actually um, can get kind of weak after exercise. They're back legs can give out on them or even get very stiff and kind of seize up. Um, with that condition, they tend to be very aware, um, but their body isn't quite cooperating. Um, right. And that's actually kind of a muscular disease. And actually, my own Labrador had a sibling who drowned um, hunting because he had that syndrome. So that is definitely something that you know I would kind of look at. But if we're actually having more of what we think is a seizure where he's kind of kicking, paddling, he's laying on his side, foaming at the mouth, maybe if he loses bodily functions, then that would be more of what I would term as a seizure. And um, one of the biggest and most important things is I'd want to get a blood sample at the time or as close as we can to the time when that's happening. Um, Because some things are dynamic and some things can change, um, such as things involving blood sugar. So that would be something I'd want to look at. And there are some hunting dog what we call hunting dog hypoglycemia problems. And I've seen it more perhaps in pointers um, and some of the other um, bird dogs um, where they actually, after exercise, their blood sugar drops and they go into a seizure. And um, that would be something we need to diagnose with a blood test. Now, uh, I've, I've had, you know, we've done all the blood work, you know, not, not anything close up to, you know, when he's had one of these episodes. And like he... He, you know, like you say, he doesn't have, uh, he doesn't lose control of his bodily functions or anything. Or, you know, I I have noticed that uh, sometimes, you know, he is weak in the legs, but it's just kind of scary. At at first it was, but we kind of know it's going to happen. And when he gives us that look, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. but I I just didn't know if there was anything that I can do. You know, I feed him uh, 
Science Diet has a new high-energy food out now, and uh, I've started feeding him that. You know, I didn't know if there was anything else that I could do that medically-wise or uh, what you guys thought, you know. Sure. Um, I guess the big thing is if the blood work looks good and we're not really worried about, you know, the low blood sugar problem or the other condition that I've mentioned, and we're thinking more of like a true seizure disorder, I'd say two things. One, yeah, there are definitely some anti-seizure medicines that we can look into and try for him. Um, the drug phenobarbital is probably one of the more commonly used anti-seizure medicines in dogs. Sometimes we'll also use a drug called potassium bromide. Both of those are very um, useful for helping to manage um, seizures. Now, the hard reality might be that, you know, he may not be a great candidate for hunting because a lot of dogs, whether we're dealing with a seizure problem or some of these other collapse episodes, you know, we could really have um, a seizure more likely when we have activity, high excitement, all that kind of thing. So it might be in his best interest, um, you know, to kind of consider his lifestyle and what he does, um, especially if that triggers a seizure um, on a, you know, fair amount of the time. Probably not what you want to hear from me there, but um, that might be a, a choice you have to make for his his good and for his benefit. That's all right. You know, he and I don't hunt him that much. Uh, it's just he likes to do it. And, and another bad thing or it's not a bad thing he's got two neighbor collie dogs they have races up and down the fence all day long he's not a fat dog he doesn't have an ounce of fat on him and and those collies keep him from you know he's he's really in shape Uh, (laughs) but but, uh but you know i I understand what you're saying and uh we didn't know that the pill the you know the seizure medicine wise you know i'd hate to give him that whenever you know it's not necessary or you know, if it's just maybe keeping him from running so much. Yeah, and I'd say if the activity, if, if curtailing that really intense activity helps to decrease that, that might be all you need to do for right now. Um, but for a lot of pets with seizures, you know, medicine is a kind of a way of life where it has to be given on a regular basis, um, you know, to help prevent that. It's not real useful if there's already a seizure. We want to try to give it to prevent the seizure. So hopefully that will help out your baby there. I have my own labs. I love them dearly, so I'm with you there. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio, one 405 Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Hey! You want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.caninecaviar.com. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People's published 10 times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. 
Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the Industry Watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. It's Animal Radio, one 405 8405 celebrating our connection with our pets, as we do every week. You can get more at AnimalRadio.com. Joy Turner joining us in just a couple of seconds. Hi, Joy, are you there? Hi, I'm actually here. You're already here. Well, let's get down to business. Who do we have on the phone with us? This is Sherry from Washington State. Hi, Sherry. How are you doing? Excellent. You're on with Joy Turner. Hi, Sherry. Who would you like to talk with today? Hi, Joy. Well, actually, I, I, I have a dog, and his name is Bandit, and he's, um, he's a five-and-a-half-year-old terrier, and I wanted to get him something really special for Christmas, and I, I've tried in the past, and he doesn't seem to be very impressed, and I wanted to know what, what he wants. <laughs> he says, you know, you kind of just gave him the present without even realizing you did. Because you loved him so much, you would do something so strange as to talk to me to have him talk <laughs> to you to tell you what he wanted. How sweet. So, I mean, that's like, my gosh, if he ever would have ever in his life had some reason to wonder, he no longer does. Look, that's wonderful. And he says, actually, and he's kind of a little impish with me when he tells me this, he says, actually, he loves the fact that you try all these things. It's a wonderful game. He just loves playing with you. So he likes it when you try things, and he'll go, ah, well, maybe so. And he goes, actually, some of the things you've gotten him, he likes. Mm-hmm. He just didn't show you. He didn't want you to know. Okay. Because that would ruin the game. Okay. Well, you know, he does that. He does this um, This kind of, he'll, he'll stare at me. I mean, he just stare. He loves to stare at me. And he just stares at me, and he turns his head, and he's trying so hard to get me to understand what he wants. And, and, and I, I try many things. <laughs> and then if I, if I just can't get it right, he just kind of puts his head down, and he just looks at me, and he always looks so sad, like, please keep trying. <laughs> okay, so he said, the other thing, I can give you a present for him. Do you want it? Yes. Okay. When you're listening to him... A lot of what happens is when people listen to their dogs or whoever it may be they're listening to, they kind of listen from the front of their head, and it's like they're leaning over trying to get closer to the dog's brain so they can hear. Mm-hmm. Are you with me so far? Yeah. Don't do that. All the okay. communication takes place inside your very own head, and one of the things that I tell people in my classes is, Stop thinking of them as being over there someplace and think of them as being right inside your mind. And before you ask them anything, check to see what you're thinking. If your thought process changes, it's them. Ah. Check to see what your body is feeling. If your body feels feelings change, it's them. And the same way with your emotions. Uh huh. Check what you're doing emotionally, and if that changes... It's them sending that information right inside yourself. Okay. 
I can certainly do that. Sherry, thank you so much for calling. Give thank Bandit you. a big old hug for the holidays. In fact, can we send Bandit a, an Animal Radio Squeaky toy? Absolutely. Okay, we'll do that for the holiday. I don't know if it'll make it by Christmas now. It's sort of late. This is 11th hour, but... Uh, uh, okay. Hope, I'll tell him. Okay. <laughs> Hold on for one second. Joy! Okay. Hello. If anyone wants to get in touch with you, they can head to your website. What is that? It is talkwithyouranimals.com. You can also go to joyturner.com. We'll talk to you next week, okay? Absolutely. We have more Animal Radio on the way. Dogs or cats... Horse or emu, animals are people too. After 28 years of trying, a British jockey finally won his first race. 44-year-old Anthony Knott, whose day job is a dairy farmer, was so overcome with the thought that he really could be winning, he stood up in his stirrups and was nearly passed by a fellow rider. But he was victorious, riding Wise Men Say, a horse he bought when it was lame and nursed back to health. Knott describes his horse as being a little difficult at first, explaining he used to bite and kick. But the unlikely pair became champions together. So what's next for Knott? He's quitting, saying he wanted to quit while he was ahead. And being he had never been ahead before, he thought it was a great time to quit. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. one 405 8405 We're going to take a little break now. To visit with Eric Dane, the Grey's Anatomy star. Uh, I believe Judy's actually going to get his poster to get it signed. Yeah. He's going to be in Marley and Me. Here's a little clip from the movie. It's my little Christmas present to you. There's nothing like the experience of raising your first dog. But our story begins before Marley was born. Dream house. Paint a Barney on the wall and you have a great little playroom. You guys are going to have kids, right? Mm, yes. Want my advice? Get a puppy or something. I've never had a dog. There's nothing to it. You walk him, you feed him, you let him out every now and again. You're adorable. Hi, puppy. Marley, this is our house. And now it's yours. It's just like a little kid, except no furrier. That's not a dog. That is evil with a dog face. A dog can only have one master. Which one of you has the most authority in your relationship? Maybe I'll stand over there for the beginning. I thought so. He may be the world's worst dog. None of this was part of the plan. No, it wasn't, but it's so much better. But he brings out the best in their family. A dog doesn't care if you're rich or poor. Give him your heart, and I'll give you his. Marley and me. Christmas Day, we have your advanced screening passes to check it out tonight and tomorrow night. To one 405 Wait just for one second. Bobby, is it true you are the other one who has not read the best-selling book? What? I admit it here publicly. I have not yet read Marley and Me. You know, you I and me. Bad. You oh. and me are a lot alike. I'll tell you that right now. What? I'm, I'm so bad. embarrassed that there's two people that haven't read the book and they're right here in what, the studio. What about Vlade? Sorry, Judy. I, 
I did it. I, I did, did too. It. Yay, bloody. Read the book. Okay. Yes. Well, the movie, of course, with Owen Wilson and Jennifer Aniston. It's, it's funny because Owen plays John Grogan. If you've read the book, you know John. We actually had him on, what, just uh, about a year ago now? Yes, when the book came out. And Jennifer plays Jennifer Grogan. And then there's John's friend, Sebastian, who suggests that they get a dog. <laughs> the instigator. The yes. instigator. We decided we wanted to get the instigator on the phone. Of course, that's played by Eric Dane. Hi, Eric. How you doing? I'm good, sir. How are you? Very good. Please don't call me, sir. That's my dad. Is that it's your dad? dad. Yeah. Yeah. That me. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> Well, now, of course, yes, ladies, uh, remember you from Grey's Anatomy as Dr. Mark Sloan. Exactly. And now you're doing this. This is now. Do you have any animals at home? I have two dogs. One I inherited from my wife, and one we picked up a few months ago on the street. That was uh, sort of at a curbside sort of adoption thing that had had a broken leg and was hobbling around and I guess somebody had thrown it out of a moving car so we took it. And brought it home. Brought it home, yeah. Now she's crazy and the Uh. other dog likes her and it's one big happy family. Mm. Now, so this must have been easy to shoot. This film was probably, because you you had that whole dog connection going on. Well, the dogs were very well behaved. Even the ones that were not supposed to be well behaved were pretty well (laughs) behaved. The, The animal wranglers were pretty stellar. You know why, Eric? Because you are the alpha. I sent it like as a bloodhound through the air. <laughs> You're the alpha dog. What's it like working with a bunch of dogs? They're scene stealers, these dogs. Uh-huh. Never work with animals or children? I think that we, yeah, we, yeah. don't ever work with, with, with children or dogs because you don't have a shot. <laughs> now, had you read the book before you got the script? I the- hadn't because my character's not in the book. And I didn't want to have any preconceived ideas as to, you know, how this thing was supposed to look when my character had virtually zero impact to the memoir whatever that John Grogan had written so uh-huh. well now did John actually have a character or a person in his life that had suggested that he get a, a dog no so that was added to the script yeah Oh, I'll tell you, we researched you the instigator. I like that. <laughs> we researched trying to find out what role you played for the movie, and even on a, the big uh, internet database, we couldn't find it. It's blank, but we found out it's Sebastian. Yeah, so, it's a surprise. It's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Don't we tell anybody find it. it's a surprise. Nice going, Hal. Yeah, sorry about it. I always do that. It will be the blockbuster of the season, I guarantee it. And if We're all hoping for that. I think that you know, we saw the movie, the movie's really well done. And if you want to see trailers, we have them posted up at the website. Not you. I mean, you and po- it, the trailer will make. <laughs> you Do I have trailers on the movie. website? <laughs> well, you have posters yeah. in my it's office. It's actually so. a shot of me in my trailer. <laughs> that's that's exactly what's in Judy's office, right above her right. cubicle, with the uh, the whole six pack and everything. She, yeah. she actually gets down on her knees every day that she gets to work, and she does the what is that you do with uh, just kind of? Hey, I'm just saying. And I'm now just... I get to talk to him. What else is on the horizon for you? I'm just Grey's Anatomy. I mean, you know, this takes up about nine and a half months out of my year filming this show. And so another season, definitely. Another season, definitely, yeah. We're going to finish up this one. I think we're on shooting episode 14 now. I think we're going to make 24, 25 this season. And uh, I get a couple months off. If uh, there's an opportunity there for me to go work on a film or something, I'll do it. If not, uh, you know, I'll go on vacation and wait to go back to Grey's Anatomy. Do you take your pets down to the set? Uh, yes and no. You're not supposed to, but you do. We're not supposed to, but the dogs have been to the set a couple times. Um, 
just because, you know, we can't leave them. They're little dogs. Can't leave them at home all day. And if my wife can't uh, look after them, somebody has to. So we just put them in my trailer. Very cool. Well, hold on for one second. We're going to give away some advanced screening passes right now. Great. To Marley and me. It opens up Christmas Day. Now, tonight, you will check it out in one of these theaters near you. I have a list right here. I'm going to hold it up to the microphone. Oh, you can't see that? Okay. That's a pretty... It's a pretty stellar list. It is a pretty stellar list. 1-866-405-8405. Eric Dane is with us on Animal Radio. Thank you so much for your time today. Absolutely, man. It was a pleasure. Take care. All right, brother. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network.